I like my bedroom. You know, you know, my bedroom thing is having my butt tenderized like a piece of steak. Just treat, treat me like a treat me like ground beef. <laughs> Get out the hammer. My bedroom thing is having my butt prepared in a sous vide bath. <laughs> it was only a matter of time before the sous vide left the kitchen with us. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the swirling motion is nice and sort of the gentle heat. It's the the consistent. Mm, that's heat. a gentle heat on my old red butt. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, what's your bedroom thing with your butt? Uh, I like to I like to put uh, I like to put candy in there and you know have somebody root around like a warthog. <laughs> <laughs> Searching for truffles. There's a tootsie roll in there. I bet you can't find it. Oh, gross. That one's, that's not that candy. Not, not poops candies. Oh, you made Rory disgusted. <laughs> oh, oh, you're thinking like... I'm you thinking know. like a Skittle, dude. Obviously, I'm talking about Skittle. <laughs> a single Skittle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's still my butthole. I'm not going crazy shoving things up there. But a Skittle or two is fine. <laughs> Something with a hard candy shell to rebuff the... Flora. <laughs> I just gotta imagine a doctor being like, I mean, don't go crazy, but a skittle or two is fine. <laughs> Anything with a hard candy shell to sort of ward off its natural butthole predators. <laughs> I'm a natural butthole predator. <laughs> we need to get you on a list. <laughs> Oh yeah, let's do that. Long ago in a distant land. Morning, everybody. It's Saturday morning. Tuesday is an animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And welcome back, everybody, to uh, round four of our March Madness experience. This has been <laughs> so fun. This is all your favorite sports coming at you every week. Uh, we've done all sports now. We've covered all the sports uh, and their amazing games. <coughs> Uh, what what a noble noble thing the sports are that we've done uh, and had such a great time um, and uh, we're here again and uh, the thing is I've shown up uh, like a real goose and I don't have a theme for this week. You're a um, real goose. Oh, good grief. <laughs> well, I've shown up. I've shown up. Just been a real a real goose about it and just haven't come up with a theme. And so <sighs> I'm here. I am. I have to. How are our listeners going to know what's going on? How are we going to place them in the space? I have to <laughs> supplicate myself before Father Themes here, and I have to ask. <laughs> I have to ask for one sweet theme uh, for this episode. I have to beg. I have to. I think you have just... to put one of your adult teeth under your pillow. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that's true. I do still have one baby tooth. It's just kicking around. <laughs> I do, yeah. I just, yeah. There's, I don't need to get too much into. Do you call it your sweet tooth? <laughs> well, I will now. My little sweet tooth. Yeah, I don't have an adult teeth under it, so that that little guy just never popped out. So okay, so here's so so you are still gonna have to not use that one. You're gonna have to use one of your adult teeth, and okay, and that's a shame. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but that's just how Father Themes works. 
Okay, well, I I'll take out one of the back ones I wasn't using. Um, and I I beg Father Themes for a sweet theme. And what what is that now? What is that theme? Father Themes? A Febreze. <laughs> right. So look everybody, you we are a tooth for Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> look everybody, we've gotten so stinky in this here sports locker room. <laughs> Uh, we've been sweating through our clothes. We haven't washed them, and we're just in these gym shorts. And we gotta Febreze them. We gotta use uh, the stink spray Febreze that we use on the stink. And we're smelling better already. And you know how good we're smelling. We mm. smell so good. We're gonna watch a. We're, oh yeah, put your hands on me. I'm the Febreze can. Squeeze my top, and mm, I'll I... squirt out the breeze. Can I have that? Actually, can I get that tooth back? Can I get that tooth back? <laughs> I'm no, not. no. You put me down. No, pick me back up again. I want to spray my stuff all over those men. <laughs> put me on the man sound, clothes. You sound like Tyler. From <laughs> Big Mouth. <laughs> no, just spray, spray me. all over these men. <laughs> just want to spray them. Spray me on the Febreze can. While <laughs> I attempt to get my tooth back from Father Themes, um... <laughs> I I just want to introduce the shows we watched this week. I think it's high Please time do. for it. Um, okay. I'm excited. I am very excited, actually, legitimately, to be finally watching Speed Racer on this show. Woo. It's been a long time coming. We had a great opportunity because he is a sportsman in a way. He is a consummate sportsman, <laughs> that Speed Racer, Mr. Racer himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming down the track. He's a demon. He's literally a demon. And he's going to be chasing after someone. And... um. <laughs> I think it is uh, appropriate that uh, we are doing this show because for me, Speed Racer felt like one of the first shows that I watched ironically, I guess. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, and as a way to put it, I mean, and I, I legitimately enjoyed it. I watched a bit of it as a child, but then the DVD started coming out and I around like age 14 or 15, I was watching episodes and kind of like oh my god you you guys have to see this look at how, how <laughs> shitty the dialogue is and look at how silly uh-huh. it is and racist and weird and all the quirks of speed racer i like that you couched it in the in your list of quirks is silly racist and weird I like that just, those three quirks those three equal quirks it's a real compliment sandwich <laughs> it, it, yeah i mean it's it's definitely obviously it is it is not without being written in the 60s and having being uh-huh. a globetrotting show, it does it does dip into some unfortunate stuff here and there, some some weird stereotypes. Um, that being said, it's not every episode, uh, right. and it could have been a lot worse. Um, is is one way to put it? It still doesn't feel good to say that. <laughs> oh, you're deflating yourself as you talk. <laughs> uh, I I watched a lot of Speed Racer when I was a kid, but it was just because it was on syndication. I don't even remember what network was showing it, but I definitely caught a bunch of random episodes uh, at weird times of the day. And I didn't like it, ironically. I just liked it. I thought it was fun. And uh, and later on, I mean, earlier we were talking about the, the Dexter's Laboratory episode that does oh, yeah. an in- incredibly pitch perfect uh, pastiche of Speed Racer. And yeah. I remember watching that and being like, whoa. I get this reference and it's like really good <laughs> because yeah. when I was little, I was watching the actual show, which, which is it's interesting. I think it's I think one of the cool things about Speed Racer is its longevity in terms of like being relevant as a pop culture item because this came out in 67. 
Like, yeah. that's a long lifetime. Yeah. That's some Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah, it is. There is something about Guy Good at Cargo Fast uh, that... <laughs> that's, his, that's the literal translation of his name in Japanese. <laughs> 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 well, Go is definitely in there. That's true. Um, but I know I think you're right. I mean, I think it really it does stick around. And part of that, I think, is is in the DNA of it. And the fact that James Bond has still stuck around. Um, yeah. And in, in despite all of its quirks as well, I would say, <laughs> uh, that created from from the 60s. It's pretty but, silly, racist and weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, this was heavily influenced by James Bond. In a lot, in a lot of ways, it's got a '60s feel to it. That is, uh, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's hard to say timeless because it's, it's it's literally not. It's a it's a it's, a <laughs> it's 60s very timeful. Feel. It's yeah. very timeful, but uh, it's just something that's gone. There's, it's it was fun. It was fun being there with the the silly haircuts and the and the bright colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were we were like, the, the whole world was obsessed with spies. Just those, of... just the funny little quirks of the '60s, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, everybody was doing spy shit, and uh, I th- I think it was it's interesting. I had forgotten until we watched this again how much of Speed Racer is not necessarily car or race shenanigans, but it's just Speed Racer kind of accidentally being a secret agent. Well, that's, right. it, so that, that's how you make so it, it, it's it's such a cool, interesting choice. Is like how do you add stakes to a show where you've got the best race car driver with like a top secret car that's like super good. How do you add, how do you make that interesting week to week? And it's like, well, what if, what if our very good race car drivers, an average at best spy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And has, uh, has, uh, some, some rascally kids that, uh, that get in the way. And a, mon- a monkey. And a monkey. Chim Chim. Oh, Spritel and Chim Chim. <laughs> I adore. <laughs> I uh, I love I love the idea that I mean in the in the original Japanese his name is not Speed Racer but when they translated it they just made his name Speed Racer like in school someone called Racer comma Speed <laughs> Oh I didn't hear that his last name was Racer I, his his first name is certainly Speed Does anybody say like Mr Racer or anything Yeah I don't know do uh, they I missed it Yeah I, it was unclear to me that his last yeah, I mean, name was Pops, Racer Pops last name is Pops Racer and it's Spider Racer <laughs> It's just Please. so funny. Mr. Racer is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay, if I if if you will allow me to sort of uh escort you down into my dungeon for a brief a brief <laughs> oh, tour. Come uh, on in. <laughs> come on in. Don't the mind stale. The, don't mind the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so I have a, I have a couple little things I wanted to say about the original Japanese version of the show. So uh, it was created, uh, the, it's based on a manga, which is from 1966, uh, and created by the... What's uh, a manga? Sort of, oh, well, that's just what the Japanese people call their call comics, but it's written on special manga paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, the, it's 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 written by the, the, the sort of, I don't know, he's not famous over here, but he's he's kind of a, a legendary guy, uh, Tatsuo Yoshida. Uh, he who's he, the founder. he Pokemon? No, no. You'd think that, you'd think that, but there's more than one content creator in Japan. Uh, and he he made a company called Tatsunoko Productions, and they're still around. And they around. do manga? <laughs> You're banished from the dungeon. <laughs> Get out of my that's, dungeon! That's what Mama. he wanted all along, Andy. <laughs> oh, no. 
You played around no. in your hands. Uh, but Tatsunoko still does a lot of really good stuff. Uh, they, I mean, they they did, uh, they contributed a bunch of animation to the original Evangelion show. Uh, they worked on all three of the shows that were cannibalized to make Robotech, um, which is kind of a, a cool thing. But they they made this original show. It's called Mahano Go, Maha Go Go Go. And uh, if you allow me just one more minute of, of horrible dungeon time, uh, you're on the I, clock. I love just shoe. I'm just chewing manga paper. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> I love this title. So Maha is is Mach. And uh, because, you know, Speed Racer, as you know, has a car named the Mach 5 in English, but his car is called the Mach, the Maha Go. And Go, there's like a th- like a three or four level pun going on. It's, uh, like, because... it's like game, right? Go? Mm, yeah, it is a, that is a game, but that's not what we're doing. So Go is like a suffix that's like, it's kind of like TH at the end of a number, like, like, the, like the fifth, you know, it's like the TH. But it also goes at the end of like vessel names, like ship names or stuff. So Maha Go oh, is so the name of it. boat. He's a boat, just like, <laughs> just like in our Patreon episode we recorded, where people are boats. Uh, so Mahago is the name of his of his car, which is fun. So there's Go there. His name is literally uh, Go Mifune. Uh, so it's and his name is Go, and Go is of course the word in English Go. And so they're kind of doing like all three Mahago Go Go in the title, and I thought that was a cool like tr- like multiple language efficient pun. While also having the phrase go, go, go. And to sort of translate it as speed racer, while yes, it really worked and everyone knows what it is, it kind of it kind of feels like a, you know, like a sad thing to me that some of the fun of the title was lost. Well, and the Mifune last name is homage to uh, Toshiro Mifune from uh, Kurosawa. Who is just such an incredible actor or was. He's dead now, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, we can we can take the, the the long spiral stairs up out of my dungeon now uh, and talk about only the English version of this show. But well, uh, now that we're out of the dungeon, let's dive right in. Here he comes! Here comes Speed Racer! He's a demon on wheels. He's a demon and he's gonna be chasing after someone. He's gaining on you, so you better look alive. He's busy revving up the powerful Mach 5. And when you guys, uh, Speed Racer episode <laughs> oh my God. 44. And it is is probably the coolest title that's ever been a title for something. Uh, we watched we watched an episode of Speed Racer, episode 44, and it's called. Are you ready for this one? Are your are your toes are your toes you know somewhere? Do you have it? Do they somewhere you know what's going to happen to them? Are my toes somewhere? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> almost certainly. <laughs> are they are they ready to catch those socks as they start to fly off? <laughs> oh, okay, I see where you're going. Yes, yes, I'm ready. You guys, we watched an episode of Speed Racer, episode 44 of Speed Racer. We watched the episode Race the Laser Tank. <laughs> and if you need oh. more then i'll i'll continue to wet that whistle for you guys because a gang of crooks have captured top secret plans for a new weapon a tank with a laser <laughs> when speed tries to interfere they decide to test the tank on him <laughs> that's so good it's so good it's yeah, really good this was an excellent episode 
I liked it I a lot. It had it had all those like it. those good '60s touchstones where it had the like the intrigue and the the many many angry goons with a car chase and a lot of guns. There was a volcano. Like it had all those good moments. Uh, it definitely felt like a Bond movie kind of slammed into a single episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like an obscene amount of death happening. Um, I know. <laughs> that uh, I forgot happened so much. In fact, actually, the the theme song, the uh, the love, the wonderful theme song, we all love Ghost Be Racer Go. Um, in that theme, we just see this, we see a car, <laughs> just a absolute spectacle of carnage, um, just grisly, <laughs> like this car pirouettes in the air before it just completely explodes um, <laughs> to set the scene for how many bodies this show is going to pile up. Uh, and you know, for a kid show in the sixties, um, I, you know, it, it, it's surprising now that this was like a kid show and how like totally rad they, they are with, with death and killing, killing folks. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of that, that time where like, I feel like in the sixties, anything was considered all ages unless it was porn. I mean, it was basically <laughs> you either have like porn or it's, it's for everybody. Well, and I you think, know, I think like, it, the the sort of free love, baby. <laughs> I I think the 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 what am I trying to say? The spectrum of content was a lot thinner in terms of like the kids' content. Yeah, there were some things being. I mean, Looney Tunes and stuff, right? But Looney Tunes is pretty violent. We all we all recognize that. Uh, sure. Not not in like a way that I actually think is particularly harmful, but. It's got a lot of violence and crazy explosions and stuff, but also like the content they were making for adults wasn't in in movies, at least in the sort of stuff that was like really accessible to most people. It wasn't pushing any sort of crazy boundaries with what, you know, like, not like our adult entertainment does now. You know, you weren't getting not breaking like bad in the 60s. Exactly. And so I think that like kids entertainment was more adult and adult entertainment was less adult. And so like there's this sort of skinny uh, um, everything uh, was everything was just mixed together. Yeah, into yeah. Into a mauve. <laughs> and I think it is interesting when you consider that, like, twenty years or less later, we specifically are bending over backwards to make our enemies robots, so that when they die, it's not upsetting. Right. Uh, you know, like yeah. Mighty Ducks style. Like, it's yeah. it's uh, it's interesting that like we're and just it, wantonly murdering people in this show. Well, and it, but it also means that a lot of kids' entertainment since then has been kind of toothless. Yeah, and. You know, like low stakes. And what's well, the thing uh, that I bring up a few I've brought up a few times on this podcast, and maybe one day we'll do an actual episode on it, but you know, some of that has to do with hard regulations and not just like a cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. That is true. Yeah. I, it's I it's know. not the show's the show's fault necessarily. Um that they chose to not murder, you know, half of the <laughs> goons in the episode. It's just the the end result is that like I was pretty like committed to to like speeds situation and like well okay oh, damn. so so here's here's the biggest thing that i think is uh way ahead of its time and i wish that more content did these days even uh and i think that this the the, the brilliant thing about this show or at least the two episodes that we watched is that we buy into the stakes because speed is terrified because mm-hmm. at every turn He's not this 80s action hero who goes, yeah, I've got this and my car can jump 50 feet in the air. There's a guy with a gun and he's sweating profusely and hiding (laughs) behind a bookshelf because he knows he could die. Speed is terrified. And so we buy in. And I think that's awesome. 
Well, it's like with, uh, you know, the early Jackie Chan movies where you see Jackie like so terrified all the time and like reacting and worried about everything. And, and visibly like, struggling. Yeah, visibly struggling. And that like that really gets you on somebody's side. Yes, it and does. So I, I do really appreciate that a lot. Uh, so, OK, so what happens in this episode? It starts uh, with basically there's like a there's like a botched assassination attempt at an airport. Yeah. Uh, with someone with a camera gun, <laughs> which is uh, some of that really good Bond flavor, like a big yeah, just the, some things are wet, things are guns. Something you didn't yeah. know was a gun is a gun. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, uh, and and Speed and his girlfriend Trixie think that that they are the targets uh, of this assassination attempt, uh, but they don't change their plans. They still go on their plane to Hawaii. So uh, yeah, if you're gonna go to Hawaii, you're not gonna like somebody shot at me here. Why would I, I stay it. here? I'm gonna fly to fucking Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes it makes a certain amount of sense. Uh, but I think I think that maybe Speed would have thought twice if he had actually gotten to see the big bad guy in charge of the assassination attempt, <laughs> oh. because Omar is a real fun guy. <laughs> to, to talk about the that that opening part a little bit more, like. It's funny because you're totally right, Austin. Like, it makes perfect, like, human sense. And it makes such little story sense. You're not quite sure how to handle it when <laughs> somebody tries to shoot at Speed Racer. And he's like, oh, well, I'm definitely going to not. I'm not engaging with this at all. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? yeah, I've got a fight to catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody just tried to kill me. It's a big deal. But also, I'm, there's a plane, so I'm just going to leave. So and you're like, no, yeah. that's, not, that's not a story. That's not how stories go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the story yeah, boy this is, is like, upset. This is like Poirot seeing a murder and being like, <laughs> look, I, I got to do my groceries. Yeah, I still I can't really... I'm still Poirot. Poirot, doesn't... <laughs> Poirot still eats food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for this. You got to power those little gray cells somehow. I paid $20 for this steak. Do you mind if I finish it? <laughs> I've got a ticket for the Orient Express. I got to catch this. <laughs> oh. Is the murder going to get solved in the time it takes me to finish my steak? <laughs> Fucking no. So chill out. <laughs> the day Poirot um, broke. <laughs> um, now, back to Omar really quick. So oh, Omar Jesus. is really. I think, I think Omar went to the bad guy store and they were offering a bundle on the most commonly bought items. Everything, and he said, everything on yeah, sale. Yeah. I'll take it all. <laughs> Because I think at one point uh, we see him, we see him wearing like red gloves. He's holding a gun. I think he has, does he have sunglasses or an eye patch or maybe both on different occasions? Um, but yes, this cigar. So his goons, uh, he's very dissatisfied with his goons for failing to to shoot. He wasn't trying to kill Speed. He was trying to kill this, this woman who we'll learn more about later. Um, but they failed. And so he's like, you failed. Mm. Sorry. You're not supposed to fail. Come over here. Fools! You must pay for your failures. Wait, please, not the cigar! Yes, the one with the poison needles. Please don't use it, Omar! That's so that's when I knew so it, because it's early in the episode, but imagining th that, uh, you know, this is your first episode of Speed Racer and you're not quite sure to take it. Austin talked about earlier, like, you know, sort of watching it a little ironically, being a little edgy boy who who's knows he's knows he's way smarter than the show. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. This was the scene that showed that they get it. 
to me, yeah. it was clear that Speed Racer is in on the joke that the show is silly. Yes. It's not just bad yeah. and it doesn't get has no idea why nobody thinks nobody's taking them seriously. <laughs> right. Well, and it's worth mentioning that uh, the voice actor for Speed Racer, Peter Hernandez, is also the guy who basically did the entire English dub. I mean, he wrote all the dialogue right. and was in charge of recording and directing the whole English adaptation. And he's the voice of Speed. So he is kind of the singular vision on this. I mean, and it helps Neat. that there are only like two other voice actors. So yeah, exactly. Know, <laughs> they're well, kind of on the same page. I think basically, I mean, if there's, any, if there's anything that you know about speed racer, it's that the, the dialogue that they wrote to match the mouth flap in the animation is too long. And so they have to talk really fast to fit it in. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of like their signature move. And probably the first thing that comes out of Speed's mouth, we got to drop this clip, is... Someone tried to shoot us, Trixie. I wonder why and who they were. <laughs> and I thought it was so, like, perfectly, like, this is a symbol of what we're going to get forever. And yeah, exactly. just throughout both of these episodes, there were so many amazing moments of, like, three sentences spoken like they're one and you, you don't have time. Like, you're walking out the door. Like, well, oh, I just I love that style. It's so funny. And, it, and in some ways, it's because of the complexity of the show. It's be, I mean, because the plots actually weren't just, well, he's going to drive around in a circle real good. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like intrigue and new characters and, you know, complicated plots and like character development and everything. It was like shit was happening. Uh, well, and so in a way, they, I'm comparing it a lot to Astro Boy uh, that we watched mm, last, mm -hmm. you know, last year because totally. It's a it's a similar idea where like the central concept of the show is not really related to how things play out week to week. Yeah, Astro Boy's a robot boy and he's you know, he's got problems and people don't like robots or whatever it is, but like then he goes but to the island of the of the killer bees and we just do a whole episode about killer bees and a guy that's like turned into a bee whatever and, and it doesn't matter. Bee prince. Yeah. <laughs> and Speed Racer, it doesn't matter. Like, there's a whole episode about a laser tank in Hawaii, and he's a race car driver, but who cares? We just send him to Hawaii, and he gets involved with it, and it's fine. And I think that's a, you know, it's a it's an interesting and very flexible way to write your show. Even if it's not as, like, narratively satisfying, like, it's easy to write, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Easy to churn that out. Uh, and it's entertaining. It's definitely entertaining because like a fish out of water is a lot more entertaining than somebody who, uh, you know, like a James Bond who sort of knows what he's doing all the time. At least to me, if you were doing a kid's Well, show. absolutely. And it's it's constantly fun to take somebody who is uh, – the like James Bond is more interesting at doing non-spy shit. And Speed Racer <laughs> is more interesting doing non-race stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is why they always get him out of the race. Yeah, racing is inherently kind of not uh, visually good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the go, going in a circle and being in a car are two things that are just not cinema. Like, yeah, at it's, at it's, it's, it's such a core level that I think they they had to this they sort of have to adapt to to that problem because it might have been kind of cool to look at it on the page. I don't know how it was drawn, you know. Yeah, but it is certainly not cinematic. No, I I would be very interested to go look at the original manga and see if it <laughs> holds up at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what what I do think is interesting is that the show does a pretty good job of not uh, awkwardly shoehorning all the car action in. Like it doesn't feel like a plot was written and then it's like, oh, well, now we're going to need to get an excuse for him to be in his car. 
Like, I feel like they write around that pretty well. And they, they, uh, I mean, a lot of times that's just like the second, second episode we watched, like the whole conceit is about a weird sport where you're in a car. So like, okay, that's fine. But even in this episode, there's lots of car chases and, uh, his little brother, Sp- uh, God, well, I keep forgetting his name. Sprightly. Spritel. Spritel. His little brother Spritel keeps like hiding in other people's trunks and going off yeah. in strangers' cars. <laughs> His little brother is a straight up goblin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spritel and Chim Chim, the, the boy and monkey duo. Um, I think, you know, this is another one of those shows that does have a fun formula. And over time, it becomes sort of self-aware of that formula mm-hmm. um, and plays with it a little bit. But Right, because these are pretty uh, late in the season. Like this is, yeah, there were yeah. only like fifty some episodes. This is this is forty four and forty five that we watched. So yeah, and um, it's another kind of show that you could really do a drinking game to, where <laughs> you know, drink every time Spritel and Chim Chim have have st- you know stowed away in the trunk of the car, <laughs> and every time that uh, a thug says, "Ah, we got a wise guy, eh?" Uh-huh. and uh, you know, every time you know, it's just the, every time things someone literally dies. <laughs> right, right. Elements elements tend to repeat themselves a lot. Uh but uh um Spritel and Chim Chim in this episode, they have when the car goes through customs after arriving in Hawaii, they they oh, find uh, a boy and his monkey and they get just sort of stern talking to. <laughs> it really it really uh it really strayed close to being sort of our contract law situation complaint, right? Like like we, you know, in a way, most of the time it's a kid's show. We don't care about the process of a car going through customs when you fly with it. Like that just, I don't know. They got out of the scene really fast, but I felt like it could easily have been one of those moments. Uh, but the, yeah. it, what made it was the customs inspector who had just the most awful voice. Mm. Haven't you finished checking it through yet? We're in a hurry. It's my duty to check it carefully. The voice acting and the, the dialogue is... Uh, it's a bitter pill to kind of swallow for the show. It, it, it's a thing we haven't spoken about directly. We've mentioned yeah. that it's awkward. And I found it pretty deeply un, unpleasant. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I, I mean, uh, again, ironically, I can kind of get behind it, but it, it got in the way of me trying to appreciate the show at a, like, for what it is, for a thing that clearly has a little, has some cultural legs. Something that yeah. probably. Uh, would have been better served uh, reading subtitles. Sure. Well, and now it, it actually took a really long time, but there are official like DVD releases of a subtitled uh, licensed thing that you can get. And I would I would really be interested in watching the original Speed Racer in Japanese. because I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to know how different. And, if, yeah, I, you know, whether they actually take it a little more seriously, like, I don't know how the, the tone would change with. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Because this was also lightly too heavily edited, uh, yeah. the rumors go, it, for it, American I, I, I found it. I found it constantly pushing towards the middle, towards like a sort of mediocrity in a, in a, in a way like it made the comedy worse and it made the drama worse. Like it just like hmm. neither one of them were as effective with the translation and the acting level where it was at. Yeah. No, but I there's feel a gem that. underneath at all times. There's... There is. There's, there's something that's fun. And like I said, you know, there's that scene with Omar and his goons. The show knows it's a cartoon. It knows it's, it is kind of a race car Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that allows you to enjoy it for just this, you know, just the gonzo gag in and of itself. Like, you know, I think that there was called Wacky Races. I think that wacky was Wacky Races. Race car, <laughs> wacky tunes, Races. But... 
Uh, one day when we run out of ideas, we'll watch wacky races on this podcast. No, we still don't have to do that. And then get in the <laughs> boat and go where go to where Elrond goes. <laughs> is that the is the Scientology? Uh... Yeah. Elrond. Yeah. Yes, Elrond Hubbard, the elf king, the elf king of the Scientologists. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so we should gloss over kind of the the main points of the of the episode here yeah so he he gets uh to, essentially the 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 most important thing to know is that the the guy there's like a guy and a girl that were the real targets of the assassination attempt they have a role of film that the bad guys want and they think the guy has it and so they go and they kill him but he doesn't have it and so they're going after the woman, but the woman has stashed the film in a lay, uh, like a flower lay that she's given to Speed Racer. And so he's got Symbolically. the film. Mm-hmm. And so now he's got the role of film and it's sort of like the bad guys are after the film and they capture the girl and then they capture Speed Racer. And, you know, you can kind of fill in the blanks on that. But, yeah, it's all about this film. And on the film are the plans for this laser gun. And so there's a, an action sequence at the library that's, uh, I think, the high point of the episode for me. It's good. It's good. It's a really good James Bondy sequence of, like, all these goons coming in. And then we have this mystery lady who, it turns out, is an International Secret Service uh, spy. What's the International Secret Service? They protect it's, all it's, it's nothing. Yeah, I, think it was, I think it was just trying to <laughs> aping on International pre- Man of Mystery. <laughs> the concept of presidents. <laughs> they protect all presidents. <laughs> Oh, you know, that that president's club that you get access to, they're the bouncers. Yeah, it makes total sense. But she's basically Interpol. And uh, yeah, so she had the film and she's trying to stop the laser machine. And so she and Speed are kind of like going through and fighting goons in the library. (laughs) There's a there's a line I want to drop where just an example to see of, of how sometimes this adaptation gets weird is Speed says, Well, that takes care of one of them, but there are some more of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Just sort of feel funky on your tongue. Yeah. And I I also really liked, I mean, I could drop most of the episode if I wanted to keep talking about the way the dialogue sounds funny, but I do want one more of these. I think think this is a a huge learning moment in, in like all translated art that especially when it comes to languages that are not really similar you can't just do it literally you can't do it literally it's a different yeah. kind of machine yep they, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't play right there is there's something that is you know quote unquote lost in translation yeah right. yeah is uh, that what that movie's about <laughs> um but yeah at one point <laughs> At one point, Connor says, I put a string of flowers around your neck. My name's Connor. Tie him up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the acting to make it to make it work only exacerbated the problem. Yeah. So the, the next sequence is basically uh, a big, big car action from here on out to the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, they go underwater. There's an underwater sequence of getting to a volcano, an active <laughs> volcano. Which is where is it ever clear to you? Like Speed dives his car into the ocean, and they think he's dead. But of course, the I think Mach 5 we, is fine. I think we're supposed to know the Mach Five has sort of like these these certain right. capabilities that we're not yeah. clear. We know that. 
But yeah. what about the bad guy's car? They drive well, they across driving the, the water ocean. for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused. I heard boat sounds, and I wasn't sure if they did. They have some kind of yeah. Like, were, were they car boats? Were they, were they riding the ducks? I think it it plays really well when he gets in this car chase. Like you know how it's kind of annoying when James Bond's just automatically great at things he's doing for the first time. Yeah, we know that Speed Racer's thing is that he's good at speed racing. And uh, I don't know. It makes the it makes the car chases more interesting and authentic because we don't have to suspend our disbelief that he's magically great at driving and is a and is like a dope spy who's you know constantly winning. It just Mm -hmm. just, name it Speed Racer. (laughs) It just makes a little bit more sense. It's just and and uh, because he's a completely incompetent spy in most (laughs) other ways, it doesn't feel like cheating. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, there's there's one other there's one other like main set piece is that they all get trapped in a dungeon. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you're yeah. in my dungeon, or we're in a dungeon. Whatever the line is, <laughs> there's just yeah. an actual dungeon that they <laughs> sent to <laughs> in an active volcano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, at one point, like they there's another like car chase after they try. I don't know. They try and escape. I, I don't. I don't remember exactly the order of ep- events, but speed crashes into the ocean and presumably if the bad guys wanted him dead they could have just left him in there but then he wakes up in the dungeon and he he muses to himself he goes they captured me i guess when i was beneath the sea and then they brought me in here it's like <laughs> why, why would they dive down to get you and then put you in a dungeon well because like, they wanted to test him they wanted to <laughs> test their laser on people and they're gonna do it tomorrow so he's gotta hold tight until they can use their laser to shoot him and you know, uh, it was a very thin premise to to not just kill them and to go out of their way to keep them alive for another day yeah. until they can shoot him. Um, but it was a reason. It wasn't just like, ah, you we've got to make you pay or, or, or right. the, the sort of weaker. Weaker excuses. It, it was something. But it is really funny. There's a there's a part where the, the bad guys come into Omar comes in with his new laser gun. And he comes in and is like, like, oh, yeah, we're going to test this on you. And he shoots the wall and the wall fucking explodes like the hole is blasted in the side of their jail cell. And he says, we've we've seen how well the laser gun works on a stone wall. Now we'll see if it works against humans. Like, I think it's going to work, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you blasted a wall. You blasted a wall. I don't think I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's there's a whole there's a whole thing that is almost not worth mentioning with an evil UFO tentacle tank um, that has a bunch of tentacles with lasers on the end and a huge chase scene across a volcano and then the volcano erupts. It's kind of fun, but it's also the, really the ridiculous. That, the, the genuine props I want to give this episode is that they introduced the sort of like you know, the specter of this tank really early in the episode mm-hmm. as this just sort of like lurking monster in the shadows, yeah. the laser tank. Yeah. Uh, that really worked for me when we actually find it kind of like finally emerges and is a problem yeah. for speed to solve. Because we go 20 out of the 22 minutes not ra- racing the laser tank. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a real unrung bell until yeah. that moment. And then like, oh, they're actually they're racing the laser tank. Is that a, is that like a euphemism for taking heroin? <laughs> Can you imagine you sit down to watch an episode of Speed Racer called Race the Laser Tank? 
<laughs> and you and you just spend this like ha- that's such a Chekhov's gun to just call your ta- you call your show race the laser <laughs> Chekhov's tank laser tank Chekhov's laser tank and then continuously not have laser tanks yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah yeah my my girlfriend's coming over later and we're gonna race the laser tank so <laughs> you know what I mean do you know what, what I, I mean? mean that's fucking you know what I mean <laughs> we can't. <laughs> The laser tank gets buried under lava and everybody dies horribly in it. And Speed and Kana and Spritel and Chim Chim, his his little brother and their monkey, watch as, uh, you know, five people get incinerated by magma. And and they have nothing uh, nice to say. It is so hard. This is a hard line shit. They talk it's, about their sins. This is this is the line they say. We almost didn't make it. Uh-huh. Well, those men didn't, but they paid for what they did. They paid for their crime. See the next exciting episode of Speed Racer. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. <laughs> Damn dog. Do, 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 do. I think I think lava death for all criminals is a fun political stance. <laughs> Mountain justice. <laughs> it's back. Mountain justice is back. <laughs> Should we go to a sponsor? Yes. Let's go to a sponsor. Let's go to a sponsor. Austin. Yeah, that's me. Say moi. <laughs> but it's time for us to make a little make a little cheddar. We gotta make some money. We gotta we gotta keep the lights on in this place, don't we? Yeah, we do. So everybody, everybody is going to be uh, just ecstatic to hear you tell tell them about our, our brand new product that we're, you know, we're happy to be a part of. Tell everybody about Chump Salad. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So um, what does everybody love right now? You got to answer that question. Well, the answer is eating healthy and not dying. And oh, I was going to say Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Uh, no, that doesn't count. Um, Damn it. The thing that everybody loves is to fight death itself. And uh, the way to do that is by eating salad. And that's just the answer. I mean, everybody, people have looked, but we've known for a while that the answer to not die is to eat salad. And um, that's where chump salad comes in. Because uh, what's a great way to uh, feel like you're not going to die and and feel like you're just, you know, fighting, fighting death itself other than eating salad is eating what you want to eat. And mm. chump salad is where you put all the stuff that you like that isn't salad in like a, a bowl. Reese's peanut butter cup salad. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's chump salad. Yeah. You put it all in a bowl and you eat it. And if you call it salad, uh, the placebo effect <laughs> sort of kicks in and it makes it so that you won't die. Um, <laughs> so you're saying I could put a bunch of pizza rolls in a bowl and I could cheat death? That's correct. Yeah, if you call it salad and you believe in your heart that you're eating a salad, then uh, then that's that's it, man. So this is sort of like a public health discovery where it's like <laughs> if you call it salad and you feel good, then you're never going to die. And where does the chump come into play? Well, because it's all a hoax. Um <laughs> 
but that's sort of you need real salad. <laughs> it does turn out you need real salad. Only gets you so far. But but this is I don't want to ruin the double blind or the single blind experiment of this, right? Because this mm. is what health officials are trying to put out. So just cut out that last part where it's a hoax because they want to they want to monitor how the placebo effect actually works if people think that they're Big eating salad. salad, right? If people think <laughs> that they're just eating uh, a pizza roll salad or whatever. Um, a spaghetti ice cream salad. Um, <laughs> and then is that both of those things or is that ice cream flavored <laughs> like spaghetti? Yeah. Yeah. It's anything goes dog. As long as it's a salad. Um, so they want to, they want to test that over the long term and see if people actually die or not. Now I'm told that, so you're saying anything goes as long as it's a salad. Yeah. Correct. Does that apply to like crimes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so now that's an interesting point. Um, <laughs> you rob a jewelry store, put it in a bowl. <laughs> I can't die. Your bullets mean nothing to me. I can't die. Look, this is all just good research for the scientists. So, so I'd say keep it going. Try it out. just having to spray everywhere because he gets stinks so much need oh did you bring props i did i did uh, they're not no. they're not even props they're real because we're stinky boys and we're getting sprayed <laughs> we're getting sprayed with that good smelling juice i just what if i give you two teeth i just really want that other one back <laughs> take my teeth and just stop spraying me <laughs> You know what? Now, actually, I'm changing tactics. I want to shoot the Febreze. <laughs> I'm just shooting the like Febreze. Heroin? No, I'm shooting the Febreze like I'm sitting in the garage with my bud shooting the Febreze. Oh. Hey, mom. Just, hey, mom. <laughs> oh, no. Who knew this was coming oh, back? Oh, gosh. This themeception. The themes are loose. Mom, the themes out of their cage. Fuck the themes is let all the themes loose. <laughs> So this is episode 45 of Speed Racer. Uh, this one has another really good Chekhov's laser tank in the title. And it's called The Great Car Wrestling Match. Whoa, sourdough. Whoa. <laughs> we can't. The themes are collapsing. <laughs> it's called The Great Car Wrestling Match. And here is a synopsis for you. <sighs> Thank God for this episode. Thank thank the Lord Jesus Christ and his many accomplishments <laughs> for, for mostly Speed Racer episode 45, the great car wrestling match. Dear Lord, thank you for all your many. <laughs> okay. Speed discovers that a former racing driver, Gadge Zoomer, has taken to car wrestling to support his family and attempts to get him to leave this destructive sport. Now, now you didn't read it in the synopsis here, but somebody has taken in, in writing the synopsis for this to parenthesize uh, next to car wrestling as demolition derbies. But like, not, That's really. not it, though. It's not it. Demo this is car wrestling. Look, demolition <laughs> derbies, monster trucks, all that stuff. They drive 
and I know there's a couple exceptions here in the episode, but they drive uh, uh, vehicles that are specifically designed for that sport. Monster trucks, they're huge. They got all those horsepowers. They got those giant wheels. This sport car wrestling is, from what I can tell, done with regular cars, and you just drive them into each other and hope you don't die. And yeah. it's, it's it seems like sport. it seems like when Gadge Zoomer's benefactors provide him with this fancy car that has a bunch of weapons in it, that that's like a new innovation in the sport because no other car wrestler has a fancy car. They're yeah. just driving like like fucking Ford Tauruses into each other and. <laughs> It's kind of awful. You know what this reminds me a lot of? Reminds me a lot of space hockey from the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Where you can just have a gun and play hockey and the other person maybe doesn't have a gun. um, But you can have one. (laughs) Like one guy gets a giant buzzsaw like the changing forms of Sawboss. And you can tear a car in half um, and possibly kill somebody so just give somebody a gun somebody just gets a gun just give somebody a gun you can shoot shoot another driver that's car wrestling baby i thought you were gonna say has a buzzsaw like the bad guy buzzsaw from silverhawks who had buzzsaws that's, that's yeah also him yeah <laughs> uh okay i love i mean there's a lot of things to love about this episode but i think first and foremost is the name gadge zoomer <laughs> It uh, really gets a pretty there. silly name. I love it, and his and his son Gizmo Zoom. Okay, so this is so this was part that I found kind of uh, to me was su- is such a str- this stood out to me. This is such a weird little nitpick, but it felt so obvious that I can't believe they like did it. If that makes sense. Okay, so so this guy Gadge Zoomer is a particularly uh, he's he's he is. Uh, car wrestling has has darkened his soul, and he's now a, a somewhat abusive father to his son Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't believe that a person who's like that serious and mean names his kid Gizmo. <laughs> like this is clearly a that's clearly a silly prank from a goofball who names his child Gizmo. Oh After- well. <laughs> I will say all of the names in Speed Racer. I don't think anybody gets out safe um, in Speed no. Racer. I mean, you have villains in other episodes that I remember very clearly named. Right, like, but Omar is just a regular name. That's just a person. Sure. Name. Okay, you're right. Omar got out. Got out. Okay. Trixie, not bad. Um, but you have like Cornpone Broch is the name of a villain. <laughs> you mean like Colonel Cornpone from that Ducktales episode? We very similar. I mean to say, you know, you have like Cruncher Block and Cornpone yeah. Broch and just some really owns, silly ones. I wonder who owns Cornpone Broch's River Trading Lanes. Cornpone Broch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, this is this is this is fun. So that we we the cold open or not cold open, but like the first scene of the episode, we see a, a race and. We think it's a normal race, but then it turns out we've been watching car wrestling the whole time because people start crashing into each other at kind of an alarming rate. And it just looks like a lot of people really quickly die in front of us. They're they're not just crunching into each other. They're doing they're like exploding. what kind of looks like <laughs> wrestling, but like wrestling moves. Like they're kind of like pile driving other cars. The somewhat dated <laughs> animation kind of gets in the way of doing like wrestling moves. But I, I feel what you're, I smell what you're stepping in. This show is kind of interesting to look at from the animation angle, too, because it's definitely utilizing a lot of those uh, those Hanna-Barbera style tricks where like 
Hey, can we hold it on a still frame for as long as possible? Nice. Can we have <laughs> a still frame on the cell, but sort of just uh, scroll by a blurry background to make it look like they're driving really fast for, I don't know, 10 whole seconds? Do it. Uh, and then even when we actually get down to the characters animating, it's kind of easy to ignore. Like you kind of fill in the blanks, but they're definitely animating on like threes or fours. There are jar like nobody blinks. When people blink in this show, there's a frame when their eyes are open, there's a frame when it's closed, and a frame when it's open again. There's no in the middles. There's no in-betweening like happening hardly at all. Um, but it it it's kind of charming. I and mean, of course, that's how all animation for television was in those days. But uh, right. Although the the like the rumble in the junkyard where speed is like battling cars that are coming. You can't even tell what's happening. It's really bad because they're about three frames in total in the entire (laughs) sequence. It's it's kind of impossible to know, like, which way the cars are going and which way he's going just because it's so poorly. It's so poorly animated. Yeah. Uh, But when we go back to the the content of the show, they they cut from this sort of uh, establishing bit about car wrestling and we go to a car show, the Universal Motor Show. And there's something that I really need to talk to you guys about. So there is a bunch of booths with car displays set up. Presumably in a second, we're going to see Speed Racer. He's here with people. But we're sort of like the camera's panning past a bunch of these booths. And one of them has a huge label in English. And it has the letters T-C-N-U-E-L. And <laughs> what it, I mean, if you if you tried to pronounce it. What what made it stand out to me is that it kind of looks like they wrote the name like McNeil and then changed two letters and wrote Ticknewell. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be up I on the really... latest of technology. <laughs> <laughs> I just really hope that's really how they did it because Tick is a really funny concept to me. Ticknewell. <laughs> like my name's Jonathan Ticknewell. <laughs> oh, shit. But then we go back to we we meet the whole crew is here and including including Sparky, who's uh, the mechanic character who we did not yeah. meet last episode. So we we run into uh, our main antagonist for this episode. We've the, the previously mentioned uh, Gadge Zoomer um, <laughs> and Gizmo and uh, uh, Chim Chim uh, steals a, a little monkey stuffed animal and runs under the cars and uh, uh, they chase after him. And, and that's where they kind of meet gizmo because i guess it's gizmo's toy or something and then <laughs> yeah because they were this, looking this... at gadget's car because this is this is a this is an actually interesting example of what we were talking about last segment where uh they do seed things early in a good way where they're looking at this blue car and they're and they're talking about how speed this was oh this isn't this the car that almost beat you in a, in a race like last year or whatever? And yeah, like, yeah, so it was this, a really good the, the car. A lot of this episode in its in its sort of like it's got the spy level zaniness, but at its heart was something I really kind of I really vibed with was this guy who basically uh, all of speed speed racer kind of stole his career so to speak. He mm-hmm. lost to speed racer in some sort of fluke racing accident. Yeah. So, uh, mm some million to one chance thing happened and speed racer gets the, gets all the accolades and success. And then, so, so he's like, not only does this guy fucking steal my, steal my life by, by winning a race that was, that was mine to win. Uh, now he's interfering with my relationship with my wife and son. And he's trying to give my son (laughs) pity chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> they give they give Gizmo multiple bars of chocolate by way of saying hi, nice to meet you, and his dad shows up and says, oh, "My God, son doesn't cho- need your charity. I'm perfectly capable of taking care of him myself." <laughs> it's it's a Dude, pretty funny little, funny little sequence. Just projecting his insecurities on the whole car show. Well, I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure exactly what was going on because so so, so Trixie out of nowhere has multiple bars of chocolates to give to Gizmo, <laughs> which is really pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but then you. It is literally taking candy from strangers, so I thought he yeah. had a reasonable point. I was like, dude, you know you can't take candy from these bo- from these boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, but the way he talks about it, it's clear that I he doesn't want I know, it was want. clear that he was kind of a gross, drunk, drunk, like abusive father. Yeah, yeah, and kind of kind of upsetting. But what yeah. I, what I, I I did think it was cool though that they brought up the car early to sort of seed like, hey, yeah, this was a like they don't they don't actually spell it out for you until later. Like he's like, yeah, this car almost beat me in a race a while ago, and then the the monkey steals the thing out of that car, and it belongs to this kid. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. And then the kid, his dad, Gad shows up, and Gadge comes over, and like we just kind of we just kind of meet it in sort of a non linear spelled out way, and then later. Yeah. Later, when Gadge finally has this, like, you know, or like when Gadge's wife is telling him about stuff, like, even then, we don't really get the full picture. Uh, it's like we finally find out later. It's like, yeah, this is what happened when he lost the race to speed. His life went down a horrible path. His, like, benefactors or whatever fired him. He doesn't race for the company anymore. And now to uh, he's like lying to his kid about what he does for a living. And now he has to do car wrestling to make a living. And it's turned him into yeah. a bitter piece of shit. Well, in a, in a in a world where the show very often does have just cartoony villains, Omar's and Cornpone Brotch, um, <laughs> you have this sort of more complicated portrait of a of a man who is uh, who has been broken, and uh, it was a nice turn to have the whole episode kind of center on his learning more about his character and and seeing that happen. I think I think again again gadge. Is uh, yeah, is uh, interestingly, uh, I don't know, complex. Like he mm-hmm. is neither a full villain or a full hero. Like he's 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 cool. He's I was really engaged by his story. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, and it's it's there's it, the cool moment with his when Speed tries to find him. You know, he's trying to find him, and he meets with his wife. And his, you know, his wife has to sort of like he, she waits Spells until it out that she he, says he started car wrestling. He's he, he's uh, oh. he's angry all the time. And then there's a cut to what is <laughs> just, just sort red. of the, the most hilarious <laughs> portrait of an abusive husband. Like it shouldn't be this silly, but it's just a mean man being like, I can't, I hate these plates. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like this dramatic shot in all red of him smashing everything. <laughs> and then he says, I'll smash everything. And then it cuts back to his wife. I'm and out she of goes, control. <laughs> it cuts back to his wife and she goes, I never know what he'll do next or what he'll try to smash. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little overwrought. Like um, when you think about it, it's upsetting. But like in the moment, but it's, I was it's just how laughing. you do it. Right. It's how we have that kind of character drama of a person who's like angry and violent in in the but in a tone that allows us to kind of address it like yeah we can't he can't we can't see him like throwing his kid against the wall or like something truly awful right right uh and we don't want that it's a cartoon and he should behave cartoonishly uh right but in the context of it being a cartoon he is still a broken troubled man and we kind of get that too i think it works really well now i've i've got um 
a question for y'all. Something. So I'm trying to figure out is why he is dressed very similarly to Racer X. Now he has been going as Champion <laughs> X. How did he hurt his leg? He's been yeah. well. He's been going as Champion X in this um, in this match. And Racer X is a character we haven't seen in these two episodes. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's was, a real question. I didn't realize there was a different character named Racer X. Yes. Yeah. So. So he is, um, spoiler, is... I thought you were saying you didn't get that he was champion X. No, no, no. No. (laughs) No, Racer X. That's that's the... (laughs) But how can he and champion X be in the same place? (laughs) Uh, No, Racer X is Speed Racer's brother. Yeah, and when I was uh, paging through these episodes to kind of pick out which episodes, I thought I saw Racer X in there. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. This will have one with Racer X in it. Uh, but no, but just it's no. Champion X. It's Gadjumer. It's Champion X. It's odd. I, I feel like it's a weird self-referential thing. Because uh, Racer X must be a known quantity in this universe. So maybe yeah. like oh, maybe Gadge, maybe Gadge's like bankrollers uh, were like, yeah, this will be a good persona for you. We'll just sort of bite off that. There's no Racer X in car wrestling. He's a racer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do an X thing here and it'll be you. And he kind of wears like a, you know, the gray outfit like normal. He's got it looks like a janky version of a Racer X outfit. But then his yeah. mask looks like a lucha wrestler mask. It's like a it's like a, a Kabuki luchador. Yeah, I think that was Kab- intentional. Right? It, uh, yeah. Because because they say they, make a, they go way out of their way to call this car wrestling, which doesn't make any sense. No, uh, logically or uh, just like with what we've seen, like we actually see them doing this thing. The words car wrestling don't really apply to what the show we've been watching. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I, I think you're right that it is sort of like a aping on luchador uh, mm-hmm. stuff. Oeuvre. Persona. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just it seems weird that there's no mention of Racer X and that he, I, you know, the, I guess the show only has one way to go. If you're a racer who's disguising their identity is <laughs> that you just have X in there. Right. Um. But, you know, you'd have those common uh, like it works uh, well for me. I I mentioned in our in Hulk Hogan, the fact that that uh, I was surprised how well uh, wrestlers do as cartoons because they themselves are already so cartoonish. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sort of it continues that same trend, right? These this sort of like larger than life luchador uh, quality plays really well as a just a. You played completely straight in a cartoon setting is funny. Yeah. I know. And I, I think that it, it it is kind of fun. I mean, I know this is a, a thing that they do frequently on Speed Racer, but not in the episodes that we watched. It is fun when Champion X, Gadge Zoomer, gets a car that kind of has abilities comparable to the Mach 5 and they go yeah. head to head. It's yeah. like kind an of evil Mach 5. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all black and it has like a has a big blade. <laughs> and and it has like stubby wings and it can literally fly. It can literally fly. It, the <laughs> the uh, their uh, their version of what's his face the uh, Q. Their version of Q explains all the different weapon settings on this thing. Yeah, and uh, it you do kind of bury the lead because it's got like it starts with the caltrips and like a little car flipper, and then yeah. gets into yeah. like guns and guns and can fly. <laughs> the, <laughs> 
it's the caltrops are funny too because this something about the way they animate the caltrops just sort they of just farting fall out. out of the car. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just, just sort of. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought that was, it played pretty well. Uh, yeah, we should. Uh, I we did we did skip a thing. I mean, I know Austin mentioned it earlier, but there is sort of a confounding sequence where Speed is is trying to follow Gadge to figure out what he does with his day. And Gadge knows he's following him because clearly Speed Racer's in the Mach 5 and in his rearview mirror. Uh, (laughs) And so he leads him to this junkyard. And I don't understand this. Does he own the junkyard? Did he control what happened at the junkyard? I have no idea. How did he know? It's so strange. What happens is essentially hundreds of cars, like derelict cars, just spontaneously topple down and threaten to crush the Mach 5. And then... The Mach 5 gets picked up by the crane, which is like, is, is Gadge controlling the crane? Like, what the fuck is going on? And we don't revisit this at all. The whole point was just so that the Mach 5 would get damaged um, and set up a, a sort of thing later in the episode. So they, it gets damaged. He has to go back. We finally see Pops. So Pops Racer uh, is clearly mm, annoyed that his, that his wonderful car has been, you know, hurt in some way. The main thing that this whole contrived setup is getting us towards is that the car got wrecked. They're fixing it, but they don't have they don't completely fix it. They can't completely fix it in that one night. And Pops is like, I'm going to go to bed. We'll fix this tomorrow. But they have to go to this this car wrestling thing because Speed has called out Gadge and is like, I'm going to beat you at car wrestling. So they got to take the car to car wrestling, but they can't tell Pops because he's going to hate it because car wrestling is, is These awful dang games. and wrong. These games <laughs> uh, are so unjust. <laughs> Yeah, oh, these games. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they are like, no, okay, so we'll load all the parts of the car into this truck. We'll, we'll keep working on it at the stadium and it'll be ready just in time for the match. But it's not ready just in time for the match. They basically fix everything except Sparky's really worried about the automatic jack. He mm. thinks that they didn't fully fix the jack. And that's the only reason that we had that junkyard sequence. And then the other sequence with Pops is to set up that the jack is slightly busted. And I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. It is. And it, and it makes for a cool sequence later. Is there anything more iconic, though, than like hitting basically like a rotary phone button on the steering wheel, the Mach 5 and like jacks and then it goes chuck, 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 chuck. And the <laughs> jacks pop the car and it jumps somewhere and it makes that noise. It's just. Yeah. That carried me through so much of my childhood was just uh It's a car, but it can jump. It's good. It's a good sound. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, uh so then their their fight is cool. Um Yeah, it is cool. Uh, don't think about how many people maybe died uh <laughs> when Speed Racer is just like crashing into every other vehicle around him and is like, wow, he's killing so many people. Or when Champion X turns on his buzzsaw and cuts a car in half and then both halves of the car explode in flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't think about it. Just don't think. All oh, these uh, games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so uh, Gizmo so, yeah. and Spritel get into a slap fight. Oh, that's right. At Gizmo the very has end. Our, uh, Spritel, Spritel has no chill in this moment. Because, of course, Gizmo doesn't know that his dad is a, is a car wrestler. And yeah, for some reason, to. yeah, he's been lied to. And so for some reason, Gizmo's here at the car wrestling match. And uh, and like, I don't know, him and uh, him and Spritel get into a fight. And Spritel, who's been told not to tell anybody, immediately divulges that secret to hurt this other boy. 
and is like, no, fuck you. Your dad's a car wrestler. You better believe it. He's washed up. I find it so funny that they so they, they treat car wrestling as like the worst thing a person can do. So they've made up they've made up a story to tell Gizmo that his dad is basically in some sort of like race car blackwater. <laughs> like the true worst yeah. thing a person can be and that's their cover story <laughs> yeah yeah to protect his ego yeah. around his son yeah and so they they have a fight eventually it goes back to it goes down to champion x and speed racer 1v1 and they're doing a lot of really cool things they're like barely hitting each other with their buzz saws and he flips speed racer and his buzz saws break and lots of cool action and then the climactic moment is that they both are going to jump at the same time. Like he's like, oh, I bet he's going to use his automatic jack. Well, I can do that too. I can fly. And they both jump at the same time. But because Speed Racer's jack uh, is malfunctioning and wasn't repaired correctly, it breaks. And so his jump is like lower and less erratic, like it's more erratic than uh, Champion X thinks it's going to be. And so he misjudges where to be. And instead of, you know, winning, Speed Racer comes up underneath him and smashes the hell out of his car. And it's kind of cool. I, it's I a will cool say. turn. It's not just where the the hero wins because the hero's good at stuff. It's it's more complicated. It's kind of a cool uh, rock paper scissors mix yeah. miscalculation. In a that, way, it's uh, just like that race that Speed won in the flashback. Like kind of a freak accident, and Speed comes uh-huh. out on top. <gasps> yeah, English one hundred one. Uh, but there's there's a there's a really incredible sequence of, of lines that I think I just need to drop the whole part of where Gizmo just really lays it on thick onto Gadge. Uh, it's because pretty Gizmo, intense. It's Say so it ain't so, father. Father, tell me it's a lie. Love it. Lo- father, father. <laughs> tell me you're not the car wrestling champion. Tell me that. Tell me that. Tell me. <laughs> Companions. Companions. <laughs> Companions. <laughs> Companions. <laughs> but Speed's a pretty cool guy at the end there, though. Yeah. So what happens, though, is is that Gizmo runs out. So the 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 force of the impact of of the uh, of the cars hitting uh, shreds the mask. Uh, Racer Champion X's mask just gets shredded instantly somehow through the shockwave, I guess. Sure. Um, And then his, you know, his face gadges face is out there to the world. And then his son sees him out there and he runs out. No, no, it can't be true. And runs out in the field and then gets hit and uh, takes a dive by a tire. Yeah. And uh, basically, (laughs) I do want to drop. I do love the way that uh, Gadge says Gizmo. Uh, uh, but speed speed really takes one for the team. I mean, I guess there's not he has no real stake in in that relationship. He can just walk away and any lies he tells are sort of like whatever. But he essentially walks up and is like, no, he wasn't. Like, was. but yeah, I'm the bad one. I was the one doing all the car wrestling and your dad joined just today. This is his first match to try and convince me to stop because, of, you know, I'm the bad guy. And. Uh, I kind of, I don't know. I thought that was a cool sort of classy move. It yeah, was. It, for, on one hand, it doesn't cost him anything, but it, it shows growth because we saw, like I said, we saw Speed like sticking his nose where it didn't belong earlier in the episode and complicating yeah. a father and son's own relationship for no real reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now he can gaslight the kid a little more. Yeah, because, well, we find out later he was probably, he was the dad was smashing stuff. All we really know about him is that he's a car. Re- like car wrestling is not a condemnation to like, you know, 
tell somebody their dad's a bad, like tell somebody their dad is an awful human. Like it's, it's out of line. <laughs> Speed was out of line at the beginning. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good move, surprising move and uh, a nice ending to it. I agree. And then Zoomer really comes around because of Speed's kindness there and is like, hey, you know what? You were right. I was a dick. Let's do a real race when we'll we'll do one fair and square and see who wins. And then we kind of end on that freeze frame. Zoomer is it, it's it's so funny having a, a, such a sort of like subtle and nuanced character like Zoomer in Speed Racer. Like yeah. it, it, it really is kind of like just putting Tony Soprano in into into Scooby Doo. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he has no business being this interesting. No, Gobble Gooby Doo. Gobble Ghoul. I shouldn't have laughed that hard at that. <laughs> That's good. Should we go to wrap up? Let's, Let's go to the wrap up. I always cut out those those lines, by the way. I don't know. If, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you know that, but every time we want to go to a wrap up and we say that I just find the, the most recent laugh line and cut out there. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. It is fine. Well, <laughs> I, I, hope, it's, I hope you have a, I hope you have got a good room in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's not think, for them. No. Mm-mm. It's a little something for us. I think Let's Austin go to a wrap up. is the one who wants to take us in on that. Yeah. Austin Should we go to a wrap up? Let's go to the wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all at the wrap party. I'll see yeah. you guys at the wrap up. Okay. Uh, Let's wrap it up. Let's dive right in. <laughs> Let's climb Let's back, dive out. back out. Let's, let's dive back out. Diving back out's a lot harder than diving right in. I'm diving yeah. right back out. I'm, let's dive. Du- let's double dive further down. <laughs> let's go to the wrap up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to wrap up. Um. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody, uh, we are here in our wrap up. Um, we had we had a great chat about Speed Racer um, and all of the great sports that he played, like car wrestling and uh, and uh, being a spy. Um, you know, Speed Racer was fun. It really was fun. And I think for a show made in the 60s, it's uh, for for like a 22 minute cartoon made in the 60s. It's about as good as you can get. Yeah, I I will I will put money on that one. I agree. Uh, and I I mean, I will say, of course, that the 60s still did have some good stuff. I mean, it was, you know, a pretty big heyday for the Looney Tunes. But as you said, you did put the the 22 minute qualifier on there. And I can't think of another show like this. I, I truly yeah. can't. Yeah, uh, I can. I can actually think of a lot of 22 minute shows from the 70s and 80s that cannot hold a candle to this. So right now we also I think we also lucked out on the episodes we picked. Um, I think we got some some good ones because from the the Speed Racer, I remember there are a lot of like three parters that are just boring as piss. And like <laughs> and and, you know, and all about one race. You know how piss is con- he's consistently yeah, well, very boring. And. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, to, to bring up what I sort of mentioned in the beginning, like there is definitely some unfortunate stuff when they go to different countries of the world or fake countries of the world and do some right. do some simplification that, uh, you know, and stereotyping that that isn't great um, when you're kind of just like watching this end again. Um, and uh, so, you know, there is that in, in its um, in its cabinet. But uh, generally, you know, episodes like this, the, the James Bondier aspect of it is really done well. And, yeah. um, it, you know, it, it, it it's fun. It's always fun, even if it's bad. At least you can listen to the voice acting. And if you're me and maybe not Rory, I kind of still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and something else that I'll say is that this has a this is an interesting it, it belongs to an exclusive and dubious club. Of, Uh-oh, uh, the, du- the exclusive and dubious. Mm-hmm. And that club includes Robotech. Uh, and it is sort of, especially like Japanese programs brought over to America that got really popular in their dubbed form. And American new content was created around that dub. Yeah. And there is there is a, a show called The New Adventures of Speed Racer. There's this American-made 90s cartoon that really didn't do well but is like like american style animation and a different theme song that's actually pretty good uh (laughs) but but like it's so weird like that concept is so strange like we took that thing and we made more of it ourselves because we liked it uh i don't know i can't think of many other things other than that and robotech and both and tatsunoko productions were involved in both of those tatsunoko worked i think they worked on the robotech shadow chronicles movie that was made that's only american uh, it's bizarre. It's very We've bizarre. We've kind of done that with the new Castlevania series, but that's actually good. That is that's good. That's American made. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, that, that show uh, slaps. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. And of course, there were there was like an official sh- sequel show and there was, uh, you know, a bunch of different other side media. And of course, the, the Wachowski siblings made that movie in like 08 or 09 or something. Which I still haven't seen, but I hear... Uh, people are really enjoying these days. I I actually like it. I watched it yeah. one time and I liked it. It wasn't, you know, peak cinema, but I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, so I don't know. It's a, it's a weird franchise and I'm glad that we got to watch a couple of them. Uh, and at some point I'd be interested in looking at it again just to mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a deep backlog and it, it's, it's full of quirks. <laughs> just all the equal quirks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silly. Racist, weird. Those yeah. three quirks, those three even quirks. <laughs> uh, I think there's something else that we should talk about right now, though, which is that our March Madness bracket, we've now had all the, you know, all the matches. And I think it's time to decide who won the championship. Who was the best at sports? Or yeah. Who's yeah. Who the best at cartoons? Well, for the for our sake, I think we have to maybe say we can say both, but then only only pronounce the winner. The winner of cartoons. Who's the best? Who's the best of March? <laughs> best at March. Uh, I mean, okay. So if we want to talk about just the sports, I think I have to throw it to Mighty Ducks for having the most actual sport on screen. Most actual sport, I think so. I think they uh, actually played like a full game of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, you know, that's not for that's not nothing I can say. I mean, especially considering most of the sport cartoons we watched had no sports happening whatsoever anytime. Well, I would count Uh, car wrestling as a sport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like that's flashbacks to the races. 
Yes, that's true. Uh, or like, did, I think the first some... episode of tonight, at like, we basically come in on speed just winning a race. And that's then... true. Yeah. So there was actual racing happening in Speed Racer, but uh, in, tr- in in terms of sheer time that we spent watching sports, I think we have to give it to Mighty Ducks. Yeah, but I don't want to. So let's look at another criteria. Who was the best at entertainment? Who entertained us the most? Uh, for me, I think we're on, I think we're in agreement. But for me, it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's got to be the Hulkster. <laughs> it's got to be the Hulkster. The Hulkster. That oh. show was a real. That was a real diamond in the in the rough. Like I was. Yeah. I was. I was not prepared to enjoy the enjoy that show. No, I wasn't expecting did. to be blown away by Hulk Hogan's <laughs> rock and wrestling. <laughs> I feel like a changed man. Yeah. So what does that mean, Andy? What does that mean for? We have one more week of March. That's exactly right. Next Tuesday is the final Tuesday in March. Somebody put five weeks in March. Somebody (laughs) was up to no good and put five weeks in the month. So we have an extra week of March to deal with. Yeah. And so I think what we've chosen to do is we're going to we're going to spend one more week in March Madness. We're going to have the sort of with uh, the Hulk. Yeah, we're going to do the Hulk one more time. It's sort of a championship. uh, You know, it's their victory lap. So they get to take a victory lap. Uh, and is that a racing thing? I've never actually asked. That must be a racing thing of some sort. A no, that's lap. about cats. Oh, a big, right. one victory <laughs> lap out of their saucepan. saucer. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan's gonna get to take one more little lap of milk next week. We're gonna watch. Uh... Oh yeah, <laughs> that's milk. good. <laughs> the Hulkster loves his milk. Uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna spend all week next week uh, just watching two more episodes and really hoping that that horse episode wasn't a fluke and that it still is pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in some ways I'm nervous because I don't know if we can you know I agree. match it. So uh, we will find out and be sure to stay tuned. And we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>